If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon. Once again, welcome to another scintillating and uh, hopefully uh, uh, cash generating income generating episode of get rich quick with josh and noel right here on radio free brooklyn um how are you today noel i am good thanks for asking i'm 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 glad to hear that and you're welcome you know i feel like we don't talk enough during the week so a little bit of catch-up is always nice that's right um i just want to start out the this week's show again just mentioning to our radio free brooklyn listeners that uh, with season three rapidly approaching, um, our time has changed to 8 p.m. on Saturdays, and that will start on the 21st of January, February, March, April. We're in May. That's right. May 21st, Saturday, May 21st, we will be switching from a 5 p.m. slot to an 8 p.m. slot. This is our last 5 p.m., I think, right? That's right. So yeah. while before you were using this as sort of your in-between uh, work-slash-date time to pump yourself up for going out and meeting a lady. That's right. Now you got to shun the lady, mm-hmm. stay at home, and listen and get rich. That's right. Or you could think of it as sort of your disco nap. Yeah. You know, you, the, the, our lilting tones sending you off to sleep right before you wake up at 11 o'clock at night to go out and party down. Yeah. Um, Noel. Yes, Josh. How are you? I know I asked you, but I really want to know how you are. Oh, thanks. You Uh know, uh, I am good. (laughs) You know, uh, so I, I did discuss briefly last time that I was going to have to shave my beard. Uh Uh-huh. Which I have done. And, uh, it reminded me of, of something. What did it remind you of? Well, okay. Um. So even though he's like twenty years older than me, he is. I have a I a is, slight uh, resemblance uh-huh. to uh, John uh, John Edwards, the uh, former presidential uh, vice presidential candidate slash uh, philanderer philanderer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Senator John Edwards, yes. who 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 had a. Uh, an affair with a woman while his wife was uh, dying of cancer with a reporter. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he get her pregnant too? I Wasn't think so. That kind yeah, of the deal. Yeah, it was really bad news, and it all came up right in the middle of of, of two thousand eight election, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. So I've been told by many people that I have a resemblance to him. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> in the two thousand four election. Uh-huh. When he was John Kerry's running mate, mm-hmm. uh, I was walking around the corner from my apartment to go vote, and more than one person uh-huh. <laughs> thought I was John Edwards just roaming down the street in New York on election day. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you wearing? <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm sure, just dressed for work. 
Right. So just like khakis and a button-down shirt. Something like that. Just totally business casual. Cash. Because that's what you'd expect John Kerry to be wearing. I mean, uh, uh, John Edwards to be wearing. On election day. On election day. Yeah, he's not going to want to get dressed up for that one. Uh, Did anyone say anything interesting to you? No, just like, <gasps> like, no. Like, what? where is your brain? Like, Wow. Um, that is, uh, uh, I, you know, it's funny because the second you said it, the second you brought him up, uh-huh. I immediately saw the resemblance. You know, not something I would have said right off the bat, because, again, he doesn't cross my mind all that much these days. Okay. But, um, yeah, the resemblance is kind of uncanny. You're like a sort of puffier, more alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Like an alcoholic John Edwards. Yeah. Um, which, you know. He probably is now. Oh, probably. I wonder if he still looks as good as he did. I wonder if, if all that craziness took the edge off of his beauty. He probably just hit the wall. <clears throat> he may have. I mean, he was one of those guys. I mean, he was in his 50s, and he looked like he was in his 30s. Yeah. It was a little ridiculous. Uh-huh. little ridiculous. Um, but, you know, uh, it's an interesting story you bring up because uh, our topic today is, Noel. It's politics. That's right. We're in the craziest political climate we've been in in a long time oh, in this man, country. We sure are. <clears throat> Donald Trump makes Ross Perot, the former third party candidate uh-huh. in this country of ours, look like uh, a genius. <laughs> um, yeah, he makes a lot of people look like a genius. Yeah, he does. But uh, uh, politics, I mean, there's a lot of ways to make money in politics. Yeah, there sure are. Uh, yeah, gold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just want to mention this before we get into it. It is expected in this 2016 presidential election that over $5 billion will be spent in That's campaigning. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get some of it. If voter turnout is as high as it was in 2008, which I think was about the highest ever. Uh-huh. Uh, that is as in around... Number, in number of people or percentage-wise? Uh, number of people. Uh, <laughs> that would be about $40 per voter spent. You know what? I got to tell you, if I would vote for whoever just sent me a check for 40 bucks, Well, yeah. I would be okay with that. That would see. That would be way... That would make more sense to me than uh, having to watch their their TV ads, their whole thing. I think a lot of that has to do with our insane election cycle, though. Uh-huh. The length of time that we have, the two years of of bet- of primary <laughs> yeah. through presidential election. Uh, no other country does that. Yeah. No, I mean, I think in 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 uh, in England it's six weeks. The whole thing is six weeks, and they're a parliamentary system. I mm-hmm. mean, they have what six, seven parties that are involved in their system. Yeah. And six weeks. That's it. Period. End of story. Yeah. You know what I did this year is uh, I refused until the primaries basically started mm-hmm. to read anything about any of the candidates because I was like, it's not news. There's no election yet. They're just making craziness. Right. Yeah. And how'd that go for you? Were you able to actually do that? On the whole, yeah. Really? Yeah. You so you didn't you uh, so you didn't read anything about them, but how do you avoid hearing about them? 
Well, I don't have cable. <clears throat> you don't have cable, and you don't you uh, uh, keep your ears plugged in the workplace. I keep my ears plugged. Uh huh. You my don't, eyes closed. You dumped your girlfriend. I'm like that. The, those uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Well, yes, you are on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I. You know. I get to the point where I just get so frustrated with it all that I sort of like scream and shake my hands, and then I write something like the one post a year that I work every few months that I put up on Facebook is uh-huh. like, I hate all of this. <laughs> and, and, and then that's it. Yeah. Or like, I can't believe there's 10 more months of this bullshit. Yeah. You know, um, cause yeah, they draw, they just draw stuff out, drop stuff, drop little bombs and then let them go, drag them out for a little bit and then let them go. And yet they manage. It's like they, they there are people out there whose entire job is to compartmentalize this stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you, you you drop these bombs up, but you want to save the really good stuff just for when you're you know unless it's like a tie game in the tenth inning and you really want to bring the closer out, but you know otherwise you want to keep it in your pocket till uh till the actual presidential election or something like that. Yeah, you know. But it you know at, at this point, it's like with the primaries having been as savage as they've been, right? And the Democrats still going at it, even though, you know, by California it should all be over, I would imagine. Um, But at this point, like, what mud is there to dredge up about any of these people? Like, really? Hillary's been raked over the coal so many times in so many various elections and and, uh, various uh, 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 governmental positions uh, that there can't be anything. I mean, I know that she can be... She's got... a lot of skeletons in her closet, but at this point, there can't be that many left. No, Donald Trump. I mean, I all you have to understand. do is a YouTube search yeah. <laughs> to see all the shit that he's said and done. It doesn't take much. No, um, and and you know, I guess it's going to be all about the vice presidents, whoever the vice presidential choice is. They better get vetted really well. Yeah, um, I would vote for you for if you were the vice president. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would vote for me too. You know why? Why? Because you look so much like John Edwards. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but let's talk about uh, how do we make money as a politician okay. in the world of politics. Yeah. Not even necessarily as a politician, although that seems to be the best way to make money on politics. Uh, you want to start this off, Noel? Yeah, I'm going to start off actually with something very small. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of people look at politics and, you know, they know that sure, if you win, there's money in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh by graft, by pay, by all sorts of speaking engagements and everything, right? That's if you win, you're saying. If you win, Uh right? But, you know, most people running for office are not going to get the job, right? So where's Uh the money? Uh, Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) <laughs> you look so disappointed right now. Yeah, because uh, you don't have to tell me because all my <laughs> research probably shows the same stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, well, do, do you want to continue? No, no, no. Hit me. Hit me. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I'll see what you have to say. Uh, you are allowed, uh huh, to pay yourself while running the salary of the office that you would be running for. Uh, yeah, that's true. So if you're running for senate, <clears throat> the minimum. You would make is one hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars a year, right? So you can earn that just by running, right? There are some caveats to that. Are there? Yeah. Okay. It's not you. You can you can pay yourself as much as uh, you would make 
uh, running for Senate or Congress or something as the, as a congressman or senator would make, or as much as you made in your previous job, whichever is less. Oh, okay, all right. So, but you know, look, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, they're lawyers, they're uh, doctors, physicians. Yeah, uh, it's amazing how many uh, doctors there are in Congress and in the Senate. I don't know what it is about doctors that make them think they can run the country. Medical uh, doctors? Yeah, medical doctors. Really? Yeah, physicians. Um, there's like there's like 25 in the Congress and another like uh, 15 or 20 in the Senate right now, currently. Um, but yeah, so you, you choose whichever's less. But a lot of them were making way more than $175,000, so they have to choose. Yeah. You know, they end up choosing that $175,000. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a good way to make some cash. Sure is. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know why there's probably so many doctors? Why? Because if you're gonna like saw someone's head open uh-huh. and mess with their brain, mm-hmm. you're probably pretty confident that the world needs you. You know what I mean? Like you, you've got to be very like, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah, neurosurgeons certainly are, are having dealt with a lot of neurosurgeons in my life. Uh, uh, neurosurgeons are have a real god complex. Where where have you dealt with so many neurosurgeons? Uh my sister-in-law, okay. uh has had several brain surgeries. Oh really? Yeah, because of uh cysts in her brain. Ooh. That uh and of course the neurosurgeons all say this is going to be the last surgery she's ever going to need uh-huh. and then 10 years later she needs another surgery, oh, right? Boy. And the first surgery she had which I was not around for was really invasive. Uh-huh. Like it was cut the head open cut the skull open, really open it up, go in there with hands and full-on utensils, knives and forks and spoons, and and really get in there and dig this thing out. And wow. It was a major, major recovery time. The second time was uh, 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 arthroscopic, you know, all done with little holes, and uh-huh. she was up and fine, didn't need any occupational therapy afterwards or anything like that. It was really kind of, you know, was awake the next day, the whole nine yards. Then the third time, they actually had to put a stent in to sort of relieve pressure from uh, cerebral fluid buildup. Okay. Um, but and, and then my mother had an issue with uh, 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 a tumor that she had originally had as a child on her skull as a baby that she'd had removed. And then it magically grew back when she was like 73 years old. Wow. And uh, uh, that neurosurgeon was actually a pretty decent guy. But still, very neurosurgeons in particular have a real, like, we are gods. Yeah, sure. Everything sure. is you, in our you'd hands. You'd have to. Right? Otherwise, you would be crippled with fear every time you went to work. Sure. I, I can see that. But then why, you know, why would an ophthalmologist like Rand Paul, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's his? He's an eye doctor, for yeah. goodness sake. Like, what's his? Like, you know, really? Okay, yeah. Every time he s- does surgery on someone, he could poss- potentially blind them. That's something there. But, you know, it's not life or death. It's That's not what's going on with his works more often than not. Yeah. You know, I just think, you know, uh, uh, doctors to a certain degree have to have a very... Uh, black and white vision of things mm-hmm. right to allow them to do stuff like this sure and 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 maybe that's what drives them into it um but yeah so was that was that it was that your little one that was my little okay one. Yeah, so i will ex- I uh, so i will expand on that okay. a little bit all right so yes you can pay yourself but beyond that beyond that when you run particularly for a higher office right president senate uh 
not so much Congress, but when you get into Senate and 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 presidency, it really ups your profile, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to make money quickly, why in the world would you want to say become president and then have to spend four years actually running the country, mm-hmm. which is I don't care what party you're in. It's a thankless job. I don't care how successful you are, how good you are. You are getting shit on from all walks of life at all times. Sure. Right? And and it's not until many years later when history looks back at your accomplishments do you really get in a grand scheme and people can look at the grand scheme of things like, oh, when he did that, that actually really changed things for the future. Um do you get any of the credit that you actually deserve, mm-hmm. right? And uh, stress, stress. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many how many photos do you see of a president, like sort of a when they get into office and then after they get into office and their hair goes from being like, you know, the classic is Barack Obama. There he is, hair's dark, he looks young, and, you know, even six years later he looked like, like shit on a stick. Yeah, well. You know, your favorite weapon, shit yeah, on a stick. Right. <laughs> he he um, had a very stressful... <clears throat> Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, 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 they're they're all stressful. Even even the easiest presidencies are going to be stressful. Yeah. You're running this country for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Even on the most basic thing, our economy is a our, our governmental spending is four trillion dollars annually, which is more than any other government in the world. And you have you're at the top of that heap. Yeah, buck stops there, baby. Yeah. So why would you want that? Right? There's no point to it. Not well, if you want to make money. Sure. <clears throat> no. Why go through all of that when you can do, let's say, what Mike Huckabee did? Okay. Right? So he ran, um, especially now with the advent of, of, of super PACs, right? There are no laws, as has been pointed out in, in many various publications and, and shows. There are no laws currently governing super PACs, mm-hmm. right? So that money... Any money you get off a super PAC, you can essentially do whatever you want with. It's one of the reasons Sarah Palin, who's a good example, <clears throat> has kept her super PAC running even though she hasn't run for anything in forever. Yeah. She has a super PAC. It's been going for years since the super PAC option thing. She has she threatens to run, threatens to run, threatens to run. People still give money to her super PAC and she uses it for all of her expenses. Yeah, until you announce your candidacy, you can uh, dip into that. Right, exactly. And then even once you announce your candidacy, once you're out of your candidacy and there's money left over, you can, if you decide, send the money back. There are a couple super PACs where there have been, you know, the super PAC has been started by an individual donor who has shoved in 15, 20, 30 million dollars of their own money. Yeah. And then once the, the campaign is over they get that money back. But when you have a a larger uh, or a better known candidate who's getting money donated by thousands of people and it's going into the super PAC, that money is going into their pocket essentially. Yeah. Right? So Mike Huckabee, after the 2008 election, that guy was earning prior to the 2008 election, he was he's uh had put down on his taxes $325,000 a year were his earnings, okay? He had made $125,000 uh, a year as the governor. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. $70,000 a year as the governor. The rest of that was uh, land holdings in Arkansas, mm -hmm. business dealings in Arkansas, et cetera, et cetera. Not a small amount of money by any stretch of the imagination, especially if you're in Arkansas, but not like, hey, I'm rich. After his uh, uh, attempt at becoming the Republican nominee in the 2008 election, <clears throat> his profile shot way up. Sure. Right? Walked out of there, got a uh, TV show on Fox News, right? His paid speaking engagements went up from 15 a year, which he was his height in 2007 as he was governor, to 44 a year. Mm -hmm. um, his speaking fee income went up from $138,000 a year to $975,000 a year. Wow. Which brought his per speech average from a little under $10,000 to over $22,000. Um, <clears> he wrote books. He wrote more books. His first round of books were moderate bestsellers prior, while he was governor, prior to running. When he became, after his presidential nomination and then getting the TV show, <clears throat> all of his books became bestsellers. So his uh, business income, which included books and royalties, shot up from $325,000 uh, in 2007 to $3 million. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> he was then able to, you know, then he diversified, right? And he owned businesses mm -hmm. and moved to Florida because why would you want to fucking live in Arkansas if you're a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. And uh, there you go. And he his <clears throat> he left the show on Fox. Um, everything started to go downhill. And my feeling is he decided I need to run for president again to bring up my Q rating, yeah. right? And this is what everyone thought Trump was doing. Right. And <clears throat> based on I don't know if you read there was that 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 article that was put out by a woman who started with his campaign, um, who quit his campaign because the whole point of his campaign was meant to be a. Uh, uh, a. Uh, uh, oh, why can't I think of what it's a protest campaign? OK. Right. It was just meant to bring, you know, hammer home issues, some points. Bring, right. Yeah. Specific issues. At no point did anyone on that campaign think that he was going to end up getting the nomination for president. Sure. <laughs> and then halfway through, they realized this was happening and they just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And he just started getting driven by the need to win. Well, I say, let your ego go. <laughs> Don't you, the real. Are you really winning if you win the nomination? No, you're really winning if you're walking away a rich, rich man. Yeah. And so I say to you. Run for president. Yeah. Run for Senate. Go for it. Get that super PAC money. Yeah. Use that super PAC money. Don't win. Say the craziest shit that people will support. Get your face out there. Let people know who you are. Get on Fox News. Start your own uh, uh, political website. Start your super PAC. Yeah. Get people to keep pushing to your super PAC. Just keep dropping hints that you're going to run again. The time may not have been right, but now it is. You know, I'm feeling it in my bones and live the life of a king without actually having to govern like one. Yeah. And you know what? I, I will add this too. If you aren't the type that wants to run for mm -hmm. office, but you want some of that sweet, sweet super PAC money, <clears throat> uh, you can set up a super PAC with a very vague. Uh, aim uh-huh <laughs> and you can basically 
live off the administration fees of that money. Uh, there was in in Tennessee a 17-year-old kid. Like I'm not even going to go into how simple it is to start a super PAC because uh, it, you just Google it and fill out a form. Yeah. But I will say it's so simple. A 17-year-old kid in Tennessee uh-huh. <laughs> started his own super PAC, him and his buddy, and uh-huh. they wanted to see how how much they could get away with and how ridiculous they could make it to see if they get busted. So they called their super PAC uh, the Because We Can Super PAC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and they picked the Corporate Antelope as his official title. Uh, and his friend, uh, two friends, their titles were Archmage. Wow. And Not Pope. <laughs> <laughs> that was their official title, uh-huh. and uh, they left all of the sections for their banking, right? So you'd think like, okay, great, yeah, you can give yourself a stupid title, but mm-hmm. uh, but as long as the finances are in order, right? All the parts about their banking, uh-huh. they left blank, <laughs> and so they, they didn't even have to dictate that they had a bank account. They didn't. That's why they left it blank because there were seventeen-year-olds <laughs> who didn't have a bank account, uh, and a few days later. They uh, got something saying that they're, here's your official committee ID number. And uh, a month later, they were a super PAC. Wow. Yeah. That's how easy. Like, I, It's more interesting to hear about how, how stupidly easy it is than to actually tell you how to do it. Yeah. You could, you, one Google. Yeah. It, you know, or, you, you know, you could, I, I think Stephen Colbert did it too. Yeah. You could watch a rerun of his show and see exactly how he did it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, and and you know, and then all you need to do is let people know that they can donate to your super PAC, and there are people out there that will. Yeah, uh, I have a interesting political fact I came across uh-huh. when doing some research. Uh-huh. Research. Uh-huh. Uh huh. First president of America, who? George Washington. No. 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 Who was it? 15th president of America. You're asking me or you're no, no, telling no. me? That's who George Washington was. Was the 15th president of America? There was uh, a man named Peyton Randolph who uh, was president of the Continental Congress of the United States. He's the guy who first declared war on England and said, no, we're our <laughs> own country mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's his name um, John Hancock uh-huh he was the third president of the Continental Congress though yeah but that but they're the people that's that broke off right and started I, America oh no I understand that George Washington's really just the most the the first post-war president Right, but we weren't a at that point. It wasn't until that point that we were actually no longer under the yoke of uh, Britain, right? Well, they they declared war. Right, we declared war. Yeah, or the Americans declared war at the time. Peyton Randolph declared Peyton war. Randolph. Yeah. Okay. John Hancock uh-huh. uh, presided over the Congress when uh, the the. Um, uh, the 
What, what, which one is it? I don't know. You're asking me to remember shit that I learned in that I have. I, I don't remember anything. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what which one is it means. Uh, the, the, the government document. <laughs> you know. The, the Declaration Dec- of Independence. Yeah, the Declaration of Independence. Did you learn? Did you learn American history in Canada? No, no. So it wasn't very until, little. Was until you got here that you learned about real history. <laughs> about real history. Yeah, I don't uh, know <laughs> what 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 kind of history does Canada have? What do you mean? What kind of history does Canada have? What it's kind of history do you learn about in Canada? Like beavers, seals. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you learned. Canada's a country with a long. History, yeah. Of uh, you know, you killed off a lot of your history with your Native Americans there. Uh, we still have them in Canada, actually. Whereas America, <laughs> we what do you mean? We we don't. There are no Native Americans in America. No. <laughs> go go to Canada and you'll see. Oh, actually, there's a lot of natives around. Uh huh. Or indigenous people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it, they all got killed off here. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh huh. <laughs> so you know, every week. We have a topic. This week it's politics. Yep. And, and and in that topic, we give you ways to make more money than you can shake a stick at. But we also give you another little idea. Tiny. That you can shake a little stick at. Little stick. <laughs> so uh, if you're setting up your super pack, if you are walking down the street looking like John Edwards, whatever you're doing... You can listen to this, come back later, listen to the rest of the show, and make money every which way you can. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a special live tip of the week. (laughs) Um... So here we go. How do you transform an $18 plush toy into a $333 plush toy, Noel? I don't know. You sleep with it. That's right. That's what artists and identical twin sisters Allie and Lexi Kaplan have done. In a project called Boy Toys, the artists take photos of themselves in sexually suggestive positions with the toy and then post them on their Instagram account with a story of the night's exploits. The artists sign the tags and send them with a signed certificate of authenticity sealed with kisses and a framed framed photo of them with the toy. The project started out with seven plushes uh, featuring Batman, the Hulk, Chewbacca, Yoda, Mario, Darth Vader, and Pikachu, and the entire inventory sold out in seven days. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we've we've expressed this before in in, in talking about art. But, uh, you know, one thing that I remember from the art episode mm-hmm. when, when reading this was uh, Matthew Fisher telling us about uh, the importance of Instagram for artists. Yep. And clearly, these girls, these women, uh, who I will also might add, look very much like the Olsen twins. <laughs> like, really, seriously, they're like the Jewish Olsen twins. Okay. Um, if you decide to go look at their Instagram um, <clears throat> account. Uh but, you know, I, one thing I've realized, what makes something art, which we didn't discuss on the show, is having a uh, mission statement. Sure. 
I feel like that is the that I used to often like when I was younger and I'd rail against this is an art. What makes this art? Right. I don't get it. I could do this. Right. As long as you have an idea that you can defend. Yes. Right. An intention. <clears throat> an intention. And you yes. write it down and you express that intention in some fashion. Whatever you do in theory. Within that framework. Is art. Yeah. Right. So this is for all of you. For those of you that are artists, this is obviously no big news. This was a, a revelation to me at 46 years old. But for those of you who are not artists and you want to turn an $18 plush toy into $333, right, of cash money in your pocket just by holding it over your junk and then talking about how last night Darth tied me up and, you know, whipped my <laughs> ass, etc., etc., um, <clears throat> Write a mission statement. Write what the point of this really is. What is it you're trying to show about society, about the world, about life in general? And uh, then you can call it art. Um, and uh, you can turn anything, as we've learned with garbage, mm -hmm. as we've learned with, uh, you know, whatever. We've, we've done several <laughs> of these kind of things. I can't remember them all. Because uh, I can't remember whatever the name of the thing is with the person that he was talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. If I could uh, make a lot of money to sleep, and I would love it. Yeah. Well, by sleep, I think sleep is in quotes, like having sex with sleep. They sleep with the plushies. Oh, okay. So it's all very, you know, sexually suggestive. There's like a photo of like the the Darth Vader one is basically that Darth's into BDSM and the girls one of the the sisters' hands are tied up behind her back covering her butt crack and she's completely naked otherwise and you know but you're not seeing anything and then Darth is sort of there with the story about how Darth whipped her ass. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. 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 Uh yeah, I like it. Um Politics. Politics. How do we make money in politics? How do we get our piece of that $5 billion? That's right. That's a lot of money. So I had, uh, I had an idea as well. Um, again, you know, I, I, my previous thing was, hey, why bother even getting elected? Okay. Right? But then for those of you that actually want to get elected, that think you can do some good in the world, but you still want to make that fast cash, yeah, get elected. <laughs> because there's a lot of money once you're elected, too. Yeah. Particularly in Congress. Presidency, you got to keep it a little under the hat. When you get out, oh, yeah. you're going to get bets are off. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be ridiculously wealthy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be, you know, king of the world kind of wealthy. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> Congress, though. There's you can dip your finger into a lot of little holes very legally and create ways that you can make money. You know, uh, one of the big ways that uh, a lot of Congress people are making money is through real estate dealings. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they're doing is uh, they're buying properties in somewhat depressed areas. Or uh, uh, you know middle income areas, and then pushing forward uh, earmarks for their communities in those areas that they have properties. In. Yeah, sure. 
and it's all perfectly legal. Yeah. And the minute they do these, these earmarks are for thing earmarks are for things like waterfront development. Uh, a good example was in New York City. Uh, uh, the woman who's the congressperson who handles Manhattan's Upper East Side helped push through something like six hundred million dollars in in earmarked funds for the Second Avenue subway station. Mm-hmm. Uh, she happens to own a building on Ninety Second Street, uh, half a block away from where the Ninety Second Street stop will be. Uh, and that stop, the addition of that stop on Second Avenue, will raise her property value twenty percent. Wow. Okay, which is in immediately me- and, um, and over time, probably a lot more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But immediately raise her property value 20 percent. Um, you know, and this is bipartisan. It's not just Republican or Democrat. Oh, no, sure. That's um, why they're in the game. That's right. You know, uh, Dennis Hastert, the Republican from Illinois, uh, increased his net worth by more than two million dollars by using a road building earmark to increase the value of land he purchased in Illinois. Wow. Um Nancy Pelosi did a similar thing with waterfront uh, 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 oh my God, oh no, I'm sorry she was she was a light rail project okay that did extending a light rail project through her district uh, which passed right by an office building that she and her husband owned uh, that was valued at a, between one and five million dollars and uh the projected increase in the value of that property is 150% uh, once that light rail is extended. Um, you know, so it goes across the board. So you have that. You have your real estate dealings. Yep. Right? And then you also have uh, stocks. Right? We've talked about this before. We mentioned this in a previous uh, episode about how insider trading is legal if you are in Congress in the Senate. Mm -hmm. You go into meetings with people that are telling you about things that are either going to go down in, you know, uh, when the Fed has, has, is telling you that they're going to raise interest rates or lower interest rates, you can walk out of there and then proceed to make any financial dealings you want with that information as you see fit. Yep. Um, And people do it all the time. There is a list of uh, politicians that I'm not going to go into that after the big uh, apocalypse, uh, they called it, the I think, the Great Apocalypse Meeting of Bernanke right before the big crash in 2008, Mm -hmm. um, where he he had this meeting with all of the leaders of the Senate and uh, and the House, and uh, several of them went out and started dumping stocks immediately. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of stocks they dumped sure. and saved themselves tons of money. Yeah. So, you know, getting into Congress or the Senate, not a bad idea as well. <laughs> if you want to serve. If you don't want to serve, just run. Yeah. But if you want to serve, win. There you go. Okay. That's yeah. What I, got. I like it. You know, I have an idea for people out there that don't want to run. Okay. That don't want to uh get up in front of people and have to you know be a public figure at all mm-hmm. so anyone out there can do this uh you know we already discussed how uh you can go about starting a super pack yep and we discussed how you can pay yourself with the super pack oh yeah uh but what if you just want to take all the money in the super pack <laughs> just take you it know, all. what what if you yeah what if what if uh doling out a little of time isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in 
in in uh, I read an article about uh, media buys by super PACs. Uh huh. And so in the 2012 election, super PACs spent about one point three billion dollars. Wow. Um, about a third of that was passed through just six media companies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's rules for if you are a media buyer of how much commission you can take. These companies are exempt, right? So normally you can only take 10 or 15%, but uh, these types of companies, that, th- that wall doesn't exist. So you could charge 25% for your media buys, right? And all I'm going to do as this, as this media company is maybe I'm going to design some commercials. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to film them. Maybe I am just going to take one that someone else made right. and uh, buy airtime with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can take a lot more than is legally legislated in other areas of the economy. Okay, so some examples of this, right? Um, Menser Media, they handled in the 2012 election uh, $205,136,000 in ad buys. That's a lot of money. Yep, it sure is. It's a lot of money. Nobody knows what they charged, uh-huh. uh huh. But that's over two hundred. Uh, it's over thirty million dollars if they just charged the legal for other areas of right. the economy limit. So, I, I'm still I'm a little confused. I don't fully understand this idea that media buyers can only charge a certain percentage uh-huh. of the thing. That is a law. I it's, guess so. Yeah, it's not an open. So they and except for these six companies. No, no, no. It, it's this type of <clears throat> oh, activity so, okay. is not regulated. So political. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Political uh, media activity. So they, in theory, could have actually spent only two million dollars of that money on ads and things like that, and then pocketed the rest. Theoretically, that, theoretically, that's yeah. that's all okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, this Menster Media, which. If they only charged the industry standard, they would have made $30 million, uh, is a company that reportedly has only six employees. Excellent. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Super excellent. Uh, then uh, let's see what else we got here. I've got, I've got a few of these different companies. I didn't write them all down, uh-huh. but, but they're all just crazy, right? Uh, uh, the company called... McCarthy Hennings Media, they uh, paid $2,086,000 in ad productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the geniuses who, in other times, brought us uh, the ads against the uh, the Ground Zero Mosque, the uh-huh. mosque near yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and are these these companies? I assume are are essentially bipartisan. Like Democrats will use them, Republicans will use them. It, well, no, it it sounds like they are specifically for. It, it it sounds almost like it's these companies were made 
by the super PACs uh-huh. okay. to spend the super PACs money. Okay, I got that. You. That is what it sounds like to me. Right. Um, there is Crossroads Media, uh-huh. which, uh huh, which and this is a perfect example, right? Uh, Crossroads mm-hmm. Media works with American Crossroads, which is Carl Rove's organization. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he he's got he's basically got a super PAC and a company that spends that super PAC's money, mm-hmm. and he didn't even think of giving them different names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why bother? Yeah, they handled in 2012 161 million dollars of of mm-hmm. money. Uh, uh, there is Obama spent most of his super PAC money, or or his super PAC spent. Most of their money with Waterfront Strategies, they handled ninety-two and a half million dollars uh-huh. from uh, for <clears throat> ad placement and consulting. And let me just read this one right out yeah. because this one's just crazy. So several prominent groups on the Democratic side made their ad buys through Waterfront Strategies, a consultancy with no listed address and no known employees, <laughs> but which still managed to handle most of the ad buys for super PACs like. Majority pack and affiliated 501c4 Patriot Majority. How in the world do you? Ha- how is it legal no to address. have? How do you? How is it legal to have a company with no address? Even when we talked about the tax havens in this country, yeah. right? You, the whole purpose of the tax havens were that you had an address. Yeah. Well, here's one with an address. Uh, Arena <laughs> Communications. They do have an address, uh-huh. and they handled 13.8 million dollars for direct mail and email fundraising. And uh, they have two employees. Good. That's a lot of stamp licking, huh? <laughs> That's a lot of stamp licking. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I just have another thing about targeted victory handled about $10 million for Romney. And it is basically considered this company is run from you. To, like, it, it is basically... Romney's company. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. So you you can start these companies. You can make a super PAC without being endorsed by the candidate, right? Uh-huh. So I could just put anything out there that's going to get press and it's going to get money. I could put some, like, I hate, you know, Germans. What? <laughs> or, you, or you, you know what? You can put anything. I, I can't believe you, you don't just have said that out to loud. agree with what you're putting. It's just yeah. it's just a name to right. raise money under, uh-huh. and then you can you can pay yourself to administer the super PAC, but then you can open up this other media buying company, and just the the gates are open. Yeah, just, just feed, take it, take it, take it. Feed money to yourself. That's right. And if that is not enough for you. As we said, if you 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 can just run the super PAC into the ground mm-hmm. and just take it and take it and take it. Yeah, that's it's that's that's very much the kind of stuff that that the mob used to do. Sure, they would take over a restaurant and they would just basically f- funnel all the money through there and funnel it right out and then burn the restaurant to the ground. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Or any business. That's what it was. All it was was based. Every business that, that the mob was involved in had n- was nothing about looking forward to the future with it. It was about using it to launder as much money as possible, run as much money through it as you possibly can, and then just burn it to the ground and collect the insurance. Yeah. And that's essentially what this is. Yeah. 
It sure um, is. This is almost like money laundering, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, it's just it's, a way to clean the money so it can end up right in your pocket. Yeah. You know? Um, well, that's infuriating. It really is, right? It's not funny. It's not <laughs> ha-ha. It's just straight-up fucking infuriating. Yeah, it'll be funny when I do it, though. <clears throat> yeah, of course it will be. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to have a lot of money. You know, that that's also probably, I would imagine, I didn't even really look into it, but it's probably a good tax haven to have a super PAC. Oh, sure. If you open up a super PAC and then just shove all of your own money into the super PAC, uh-huh. why not? Yeah. You know? Um, I have another one. Okay. And this is for all the people out there that really want nothing to do with politics. <laughs> you don't want to run for office. Yeah. You don't want to... Be in office. Okay. You don't want to have anything to do with these scumbag politicians and their super PACs. Okay. You want nothing to do with small government. But what you really like to do is gamble. <laughs> Election season uh-huh. around the world, but particularly in England, is one of the biggest gambling times uh, in, the, in, in that country, but in many countries. It is illegal in the U.S. to gamble on elections, Okay, which makes sense. You think it should be that way everywhere. But with the advent of online gambling mm-hmm. and the ability to set up payment systems that are not U.S.-bound payment systems, you can bet on every election in this country uh-huh. through uh, online foreign gambling sites, <laughs> such as Ladbrokes, Skybet.net, skybet.com, uh, Bovana, or Brovana, I think it's Bovana, B-O-V-A-N-A. Um, <laughs> and you can, you can bet on everything. Yeah. Uh, right now, the odds, I mean, you know, and you get to a point where the odds, you know, the time to be, have been betting, we're a little late on this for this tip, but the time to be betting was the primaries, particularly the, uh, the, uh, 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 Republican primaries. Oh man! When there were sixteen people in the race, yeah, and no and one would have chosen Trump. No one would have chosen Trump. I don't know what his numbers were at that point, but they were way better than even. I think yeah. it was. I think when he first started, it was something like uh, one to ten or one to twelve for every dollar you spent. Yeah, you'd get twelve dollars back. Um, right now, though, uh, in the Democratic for Democratic candidacy, outright win. Hillary Clinton is is down at a, a one to forty, meaning that for every forty dollars you bet, you're only going to win one dollar. Wow. Uh, Bernie Sanders is a sixteen to one, so for every dollar you bet, you're going to get sixteen. And Joe Biden, there's still a thought out there in this world that Joe Biden's going to hop into this race. Really? Yep. And he is a forty to one underdog. So he's not that. It's not that that he basically has the same odds of winning the Democratic nomination, pr- nomination as that you do. Trump did yes. going in. Yep. Wow, that's yep. crazy. Yep. Um, for the presidential uh, election winner outright, they have Hillary Clinton at 4 to 11, which means for every uh, $11 you spend, you'll get four back. Okay. Donald Trump is 2 to 1. So for every he's uh, he's you know for every dollar you spend, um, Sanders is thirty five to one, and Biden because he still has the possibility of being the Democratic candidate uh, is an eighty to one. Oh wow, underdog! I should just 
take a few bucks and put on him. Just... Drop a hundred bucks on Biden, yeah. just in case. There, I had read an article because I was looking at another thing that people could do to sort of try to uh, make money on the side off of the election. And they interviewed a guy who, for years, his whole family dating back to the uh, '40s, um, his grandfather and then his father and now himself, sell buttons. They travel around the country to all of the primary sites and sell buttons and paraphernalia. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he, uh, this year, uh, last election, every four years he does this, last election was his best where he uh, grossed, I'm sorry, netted $60,000 for the year selling Barack Obama pins. Wow. This year, he thinks Trump is going to outdo it. And not only that, he's thrown away all of his Hillary buttons. All he's selling is Trump stuff. Because he is a hunt, he's just making money hand over fist with uh-huh. all the Trump stuff. He has said that what he thinks is going to happen in the Democratic election in the in the primary is that he doesn't think either Bernie or Hillary is going to win. That what's going to happen is right at the primary time of the primary, it's going to come out that Hillary Clinton did something terrible with Benghazi and terrible with the emails. Uh She's going to have to plead guilty to save face. Then Barack Obama is going to uh, immediately uh, uh, pardon her, but she will not be able to run for president, and Biden is going to step in in her place. And when asked what made him think that, and he said, I know it sounds crazy, but at the place he gets his buttons from, Uh they have a whole bunch of Joe Biden for president 2016 buttons printed up really yep yeah well but uh, it, it doesn't <clears throat> sound like they're printing them for the candidates though right they're they're printing them they're to, printing them for them to make money to sell on a table yes, outside of course that's exactly what they're yeah, doing so they they could have printed those up just because somebody thought maybe it's going to happen no. it doesn't mean that biden was behind it in any way no i think the democratic party is behind it oh, really? <laughs> i think the illuminati is behind it <laughs> I think that you live in a in a fucking fantasy world filled with unicorns if you think anything else, Noel. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I think that, it's a government it's out, conspiracy. Guys. That's how Josh feels. New world order, my friend. <laughs> and then just quickly, uh-huh. on, on the note of buttons, yeah. uh, the most collectible uh, item you can have from any election are buttons. Any kind of memorabilia from presidential elections. Yep. Go for the buttons. The button you should get that is always the most but- valuable buttons are what call are what are called Jugates. J U G A T E S. A Jugate button is any button that has both the president and the vice president on them. Okay. And those are very rare buttons to get in general. They usually only do one cycle of them for every president's for for every uh 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 wannabe president for and and their running mate. Yeah. And in fact, Romney Ryan didn't even print any. Uh, the Obama-Biden buttons, particularly from 2008, will probably be end up becoming the most valuable buttons looking in advance. This is for your kids, possibly uh-huh. your grandkids. This is not for you. This sure. is for them to get rich quickly. Uh, there are buttons from uh, the 1920s, I don't remember who, uh, uh, that have sold for $36,000 Wow, uh, with those on them. And, you know, this uh, election season... Uh, with the potential, uh, the possibility of Hillary mm-hmm. being the first woman president will be a huge collector's item. 
in the same way that Barack Obama being the first black president yep. is going to be a huge collecting item, and or Donald Trump being the first orangutan voted into office <laughs> would also be a huge collector's item. So that's just a little tip to look towards the future. Yeah. Uh, you, you know where else you can get buttons is uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. You can go to their website. You can buy some swag. <laughs> that's right. Uh, help support them. Or you can go to Patreon. Is the website up and running? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, or, you, or you can go to Patreon. And you can give them a one-time donation, a reoccurring donation. Uh, they are listener-supported, advertising-free. So if you like what you hear, please help support. Uh, now that money goes to Josh or I. We make our living off of your tithing from making millions from our ideas. That's right. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us to give us that money or to give us some ideas or just to say hi... You can tweet us at GRQ Josh Noel. Email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can Facebook us at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. That's right. Um, do we have enough time for spend that money? Yeah. All right. So uh, we got a lot of a lot of ways to make money. <clears throat> it, it, it's falling out of our pockets. So we got to do something with that money. If you haven't gotten off your butt and made that money yet use this as inspiration to get off the couch get out there pound the streets make some money so brought to you by radio free brooklyn take it away josh Send that money! <laughs> made with untreated 15,000 year old ice aged water and heart shaped 22.5 carat gold flakes gold energy drink is a soft drink with vitamins caffeine and taurine Packaged in champagne bottles, there are three different sizes to choose from. The drink claims to mix well with alcohol for those who want to have an extravagant night out. The company is based in Monaco, and in order to purchase the energy drink, you must contact them directly. They also sell clothing and other goods so that you can proudly show off your love for gold energy drink. Yeah, you can't find how much gold energy drink costs uh because you have to call them to find out when you place your yeah, order. Yeah, that's when you know it's expensive. That's right, exactly. <laughs> it's like a that's market exclusive. price on a menu. <clears throat> but you'll be able to afford it with all the shit we taught you today. That's right. You sure will. Uh, but how do you know? <laughs> can you trust us? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust me with a, anything. You can trust us because we put our ideas up against the get-rich-quick <clears throat> rules from the Internet. That's right. Uh, today's... Tips are 15 money tips to make you rich in 2015, but I feel like they'll hold for 2016 from uh -huh. Business Insider. We just have time uh, for a couple, probably. <clears throat> what? We just have time for a couple. Yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, number one, go on a diet. Um, yeah. <laughs> you need to be thin to run for office. That's they right. don't like fatties. Look at Chris Christie. Yeah. Um, number two, be selfish. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, politics is all about yeah, being selfish. It's all about selfish. And number three, be selfless. Because politics is also about thinking about the people. That's right. So uh, three for three, you are getting rich. You sure are, guys. Politics. Off of politics. Uh, so once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Quick.